are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in this Monday. Good show for you. We're going to preview episode seven tonight of The Bachelor. And then I saw it. I finally saw it. What did I see? I'll tell you all about that in a couple minutes. And then going to end this with a little American Idol. Because, man, has this show changed. I've watched it every season. It's just amazing to me how far we've come in 10 years or so. We'll get to all that momentarily. So let's talk about episode number seven tonight on The Bachelor. They are in Jasper, Alberta, Canada. And we have one clarification from something that I wasn't 100% sure on, but the previews for the episode gave it away. So now we have our answers. First off, we get a one-on-one with Daisy. And they go horseback riding. They have a hot tub together afterwards. It is a you get a date on a rose or you go home. Obviously, Daisy gets a rose and she secures herself a hometown date. Then Kelsey Anderson gets a one-on-one date. They do the polar plunge. This was spoiled in real time as it was happening. I told you that day it was Kelsey that got the polar plunge. She gets a rose securing a hometown date. Now, the thing I didn't know was, was the group date, was there was there a third one-on-one and then a three-person group date or a four-person group date? Well, we have our answer. It was a four-person group date, but roses were not given out on the group date. There is a rose ceremony that in this episode. So Rachel, Jen, Maria, and Kelsey T are on the group date. They do outdoor activities. We see it in the previews. And then there is a night portion where essentially they're pleading their case of wanting to be picked by Joey. But he does not give any roses out or does any eliminations on this date. So we head into a rose ceremony with two women already secured with roses, Daisy and Kelsey, A. And then the four other women are there at the rose ceremony. Rachel, Jen, Maria, and Kelsey T. And he gives out two roses on that date, on the rose ceremony. We know who they are. We know that he gives his two roses to Rachel and Maria. So Daisy, Kelsey, Rachel, and Maria are your four hometown dates. We've known this for four months, three months, whatever this is, because this was back in October. This was established. You've known this since the day it happened. Jen Tran and Kelsey Toussaint are the ones eliminated at the rose ceremony. So That's what you're getting tonight. No real big shockers of anything for the most part. It's just pretty straightforward on episode before hometowns. It was just this weird thing of do we get a third one-on-one or a four-person group date and then a rose ceremony, and it ended up being a four-person group date where nobody got roses and nobody was sent home, and we get a rose ceremony tonight. So I teased it in the open. Let's talk about it. I saw it. What did I see? I'm all caught up on Love is Blind season six. Now, this is a big deal because, number one, I've only seen one episode of the previous five seasons. It's just a show that I did not get into. I understand it was very popular. I just couldn't get into it because the one episode that I did see, I don't know if it was season four or season five, whatever the case may be, it could have been season one through season five. I'm just not a fan of the pod episodes. I just think it is so much lying and so many people putting on a front just so they can advance. I just don't buy it. I don't buy for a second that anybody would ever get asked someone to marry them that they've never seen in person. 
oh, Steve, you're being so superficial. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. You wouldn't do this in real life. <laughs> They're only doing it, I get it, because it's the show's formula. But anybody that does last out of this, and I understand there are couples still together, you have to understand they are the exception, not the rule, or else everybody in America would be proposing to people that they've never seen in their lives. It's just utterly ridiculous. <laughs> the pod episodes, they drive me up a wall because everybody's everybody's number one. Oh, you're my girl. And then someone else walks in. He's talking to her. Oh, you're my girl. It's like, moron, don't you realize these women go back to their quarters and literally talk about who they spoke to that day and what that guy told them? Like, are these guys this stupid? Are these guys like bachelor guys who literally send out the same, hey, welcome to the family Instagram DMs, and they send them to multiple women hoping to get a bite from one of them? It's like, dude, they all share your messages. You know I me, mean? how many times multiple women from this show showed me a screenshot of a message that a guy in Bachelor Nation sent them that he also sent to somebody else? Like, literally cut and paste. Guys, do better. You got to be better than that, right? Like, you're not that dumb. You're coming across that dumb, but I can't imagine you're that dumb. But your game sucks. So, I, like I said, I'm not a fan of the pods. I just, this declaration of so easy to declare your love to somebody that you've never physically seen, held, touched, walked with. <laughs> I don't buy it. They're not in love. They th it, it's very similar. I get it. It's very similar to The Bachelor. They're putting you in this bubble and just heightening this, oh, you really feel this for somebody. Now, I get that these people are in the pods for 10 days, and they can develop something like, wow, I really got to know this person. And yes, these people in the pods get to know the person on the other side of the wall way more than a Bachelor couple that even makes it to the end, the final couple. We know this. They said maybe three to four days tops if you add up all the time they got to spend together. And yet in the pods, they're talking to them for 10 days. But don't tell me physical doesn't play a role in who you want as your future spouse. Like, come on. I understand the premise of the show. I understand his love, love is blind. Nope. The show pretty much proves love isn't blind. You know, it's just... There's so much editing that goes on in those in, in those pods as well. I hope you're catching on to this. Shit, this is my first season watching it and just reading things online. It is so edited to make you have a feeling one way or another about certain individuals. I've read, you know, when I was watching it, because I didn't want to be spoiled about anything. I didn't know anything. So I wanted to watch all nine episodes, and then I did some deep dives on interviews, Instagram accounts, Articles that were written about what's happened and what hasn't happened and shit like that. I know. But the good thing is I'm all caught up and I know we have what Tuesday or on Wednesday we're getting episodes 10 and 11. And then I guess the following Wednesday is the reunion show. So we're we're only two weeks away from this thing all being done. And I've definitely got some questions about that. But just reading about some of the smaller things, you know, when I'm watching the show and I'm watching this Matt guy talk to women and tell them, tell two different women they're his number one, and those women talk to each other and basically out him. It's like, Matt, again, are you stupid? Did you not think that was going to happen? But he's also very, very weird. Like, the list of questions where he would tell a woman to give him a number between 1 and 15, and then he'd read the question, but then wouldn't answer it himself, that's weird. That's not normal behavior when you're trying to 
you know, get with somebody, get to know somebody. I'll ask you a question, but you can't ask me or I won't even answer my own question. Well, that seems stupid. And then just Matt's overall demeanor was very, very off-putting. At least to me it was. Like, I think I think I texted one of my friends. I said, I have a feeling this guy's buried a body or two in his life. So that may be extreme, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, I was kind of like, this guy just seems very, very shady. They showed that one clip of him walking out when Sarah Ann was talking. That's already been debunked. Matt said he never did that, and Sarah even backed him up on it and said, no, he never walked out on me while I was talking. That was just editing, but I'll let Matt tell the story. And it looks like maybe once the season is over, Matt's going to get on Instagram and you know say things to people. But, man, this show is really taking a lot of heat. Obviously, The Bachelor takes a lot of heat for editing and what are they leaving on the editing room floor and this and that. But this show is taking a hell of a lot of heat as well because it seems like so many things that they're showing are just not what happened. And we'll, and we'll get to one of those in a little bit when I break down the five couples of this show. And so my early thoughts are I, I really, really don't like the pod episodes at all. Now, going on honeymoons right after you meet somebody, totally weird. I get this is kind of what Married at First Sight is. So Married at First Sight is the, like the ultimate because you're just marrying them without ever having spoken to them or seeing them. And then you go on a honeymoon and then you move in together and you decide whether to stay or or not. I've only seen one season of that, and that was season one. Didn't really care for it too much. This one is like, okay, we'll let them talk to each other for 10 days. Still won't see them. Can't really describe your looks, but we'll go from there. And then it's just and then and then you have the bachelor where they meet them and you can you can interact, you know, the whole season. But not a fan of the pod episodes, I will say that. This podcast is brought to you by Way. You know the way. The way to your hair. Okay, maybe that wasn't a great line. Get on your way to good hair days in just five minutes with Way's new hair gloss. Not only does hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy to get your hair looking and feeling healthier. I know mine is because ever since Way sent me their product, I've gone away from generic shampoo. Generic shampoo that I've probably been using for, I don't know, 20, 25 years. Never thought to use anything more because I was like, okay. I, you know, I felt like because I have thinning hair, I don't really need a, you know, any sort of special kind of hair shampoo or hair gel. Way gave it to me. Way gave me that hair gloss, and it's exactly what I need. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, and use promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off any product. That's theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code REALITYSTEVE. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know what carrier service had a major outage for about 24 hours last week? Don't need to name any names, but I'll tell you who it wasn't. It wasn't Mint Mobile. 
Right now, the best deal in wireless is at Mint Mobile. I've gotten it, and it's great. Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk and text, plus data for $15 a month. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for $15 a month. Choose from three, six, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to your monthly phone bill. Switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. To get your new wireless plan for $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. That's mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is what kind of fascinates me about Love is Blind. We know how The Bachelor works. Films from September to November, finales in March. So basically the final couple has to wait four months, three and a half months, four months. Uh, yeah, December, January, February, March. Four months before their finale airs, so they have to keep a secret for four months. Bachelorette usually films from mid-March or mid to end of March till beginning of May. And depending on when they start the season, you're looking at three and a half to four months to keep your secret if you're the Bachelorette and your final person. From what I understand, Love is Blind filmed, like this one that filmed in Charlotte for season six, literally films a year in advance. That's kind of crazy to me. Because, and maybe some people can, you know, maybe fill me in here. We know who the final, we know who the five couples are. Although one of them has already broken up, we know Kenneth and Brittany broke up, and I'll get to them in a second. But there are four couples that I'm assuming we're going to find out what happened to them on the episodes that are dropping, episodes 10 and 11 dropping on Wednesday at the wedding. I know that someone can say no. They both can say no. There might be breakups. But we have Johnny and Amy, AD and Clay, Jeremy and Laura, and Jimmy and Chelsea. So what have these people been doing on social media for the last year? Like, I, I mean, I would think everybody in their inner circle knows damn well if any of those four couples are still together or, you know, they're living together or they got married and they're still married or whatever the case may be. But having to hold that on for a year, I got to believe all these couples have been spoiled. I don't know. I don't want to know if they all have been spoiled. I don't want to know. I have guesses and you'll hear those in a moment about who's going to make it and who's not. But that's a long time to keep a secret especially for a show as popular as this one. I, what do they do on social media? Now, granted, we didn't know who this cast was until, what, recently? So it's not like anybody, this isn't like The Bachelor where they give you the contestants up front and then you can follow them the second they turn their Instagrams on. We don't even know this was a show. I mean, obviously, I guarantee you there's uh, websites out there that have been following you know, around Charlotte. They knew season six was in Charlotte. They have pictures of the couples and whatnot. I'm sure that's the case. But I'm talking about what they're allowed to do. What are they allowed to do on social media? Just nothing? And anything they post has to be just of them or them with their buddies or them with their girlfriends? Like Because obviously it would just give it away. So I guess maybe because once we know who the couples are and the people are, it's only, what, three weeks of shows because we got six episodes, then we got three, now we're getting two, and then the reunion. So maybe... You only have to do it for a month. I, I, I don't know. That seems, to be, uh, that seems to be the case. But let's get to the couples themselves and my thoughts. <sighs> let's first start off with Kenneth and Brittany. 
the one couple that has already broken up. And they were a couple that seemed like, okay, saw each other, seemed to have a connection, and then we see them on their honeymoon, not a lot of physical contact, not a lot of, there wasn't any sex as far as I know. And then they move and then they go back to Charlotte and Kenneth is on his phone a lot. They keep showing that. Well, I've already read an interview with Brittany where they said, where she said, look, it wasn't as bad as the show made it out to be. If he was constantly on his phone, we wouldn't have lasted as long as we even did. But there was just something there. It was missing. Um, who knows what it was, but neither of them have taken shots at the other one. So that's good, but not going to spend a lot of time on them. They're not together anymore. Johnny and Amy. I'm kind of confused on the whole birth control thing with Johnny. It, it, so it, it's like, he's telling her, I want to have kids with you someday, but not now. So get on birth control because I don't want to accidentally have a kid with you. And that wouldn't be good because I want to be where I want to be. I'm not where I want to be financially right now. So I don't want to even take a chance. So you get on birth control or I'm using condoms. It, it rubbed me the wrong way, the way he was telling her that. And she's just like, uh, it sounds like she's trying to be understanding, but it doesn't seem like she really likes the way she's being told what to do. And, while they seem to have the most or the strongest connection so far, I, I, I'm questioning things. Now, here's something that I've noticed. Outside of the initial meeting, when they walk through and they see each other for the first time and they, and they propose and they embrace and kiss, what, run, what drives me absolutely up a wall with these couples is how much pecking on the lips they do. Can one of these couples make out? Can one of these couples actually pretend like they're really sexually attracted to the other one? Now, maybe they do it behind closed doors. I don't know. But I swear the amount of pecks on lips, like, oh, I love you, baby. It's like, can you... Can you maybe maul each other? Because that's the way it is in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> We've all been there. Why aren't these people mauling each other? Why aren't they making out? And it's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, guys, make out. I'm just like, I'm just tired of the pecking. It makes me think that they're really not physically attracted to the other person. Johnny and Amy seem to do it a lot. When they had that um, the party down on the beach, I thought Johnny and Amy were very, very PDA and kissing a lot. Everyone else is just arm around, hold hands, peck on the lips when the when their boyfriend or girl or you know their fiance comes around. Hey babe, and just not that they need to be making out in front of each other, but you know what I mean. If you're watching the show, please tell me someone else has noticed this. It really does look like outside of Johnny and Amy, none of these couples are really all that physically into each other. Again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is just, I'm the only person noticing this. A.D. and Clay. They're not lasting. He's a misogynist. Like, the amount of things that he has said that are such red flags, I lost track of. I mean, when he first said it to her in the pods, 
talking about, I like my women petite and, and just, and then he seems to be playing like, look, AD is a very attractive woman, very voluptuous, very curvy. That just doesn't seem to be Clay's thing. And I haven't seen them all over each other. I know that they, I know they went in the jacuzzi one night at the pool, at the honeymoon, but I didn't, I, I, it seems like he is going to not propose. I don't see them. I don't see him proposing to her. I think they are done because they can't seem to get on the same page schedule wise either. Jeremy and Laura. (laughs) Okay. Dude, you might not want to lie when she has your location on your phone on her phone. And you might not want to be talking to the woman that you ultimately dumped in the pods till 5 a.m. when you're engaged to another woman. Call me crazy. Call me old-fashioned. But my gosh, Jeremy, what are you doing? Not to mention, you know, we, I, I have read the story of this rumor that he was engaged when he left to do the show. He did put out a whole video and said, no, I wasn't. I definitely wasn't engaged. We had both moved on. I was selling the house at the time I applied for this show. No. So I guess we have to take his word for it. I don't know if there's been anything since, like after he released his statement and after he released his Instagram video, did his ex come forward and say, bullshit, he's lying still? I don't know. But what I do know is he's lying to his fiance currently or whenever this was filmed. Uh, Laura, I don't see them making it at all. I, I either he's going to say no or she's going or he's going to he's going to not propose. But if he does, I think Laura's out on this guy. Because if you're already in that phase that early in the relationship and he's talking to another woman till 5 a.m., not to mention just how I said there was something off about Matt, there is something off about Jeremy to me. He's just so, I mean, I, I, guess, I, I guess you can appreciate his directness, but the amount of times he says okay when she says something to him I feel like is going to drive her up a wall the longer these two stay together. And finally, Jimmy and Chelsea. Well, I've seen a lot of people online putting up doppelgangers of Jimmy. To me, every time I see him, I can't stop thinking Justin Thomas on the PGA Tour. Like, that's who I see when I see Jimmy. Um... You know, I mean, I think I have uh, uh, the same sentiment as probably a lot of people do, is that I don't think he is physically attracted to Chelsea. And now that he knows what Jessica looks like, I'm not saying he's with Jessica. I have no idea if he is or not. But Jimmy and Chelsea seem to have some issues that they need to work through. I think Jimmy is trying to convince himself he's attracted to Chelsea. It's my opinion. Because I think he was expecting something different. When you drop a Megan Fox line and you don't look like Megan Fox, it's just you're you're immediately setting your partner up for a disappointment. And as much as Jimmy says he loves her and he wants to make it work, my gosh, he must have have repeated that ten times in episode eight or nine to her, where she was just like, I feel left out. I feel like not loved. You didn't kiss me once today and all this stuff. 
Jimmy seems to be a, it's the, to me, the whole thing with Jimmy is the saying actions speak louder than words. His words are very prominent, but I don't see the actions backing it up. And then the one time she said she initiated sex, he basically told her he didn't want it. And again, this is back in the honeymoon phase with these people. I think, assuming this was filmed about a year ago. So outside of Johnny and Amy, I'd be surprised if AD and Clay, Jeremy and Laura and Jimmy and Chelsea made it. Like maybe they did get married a year ago when this was filmed, maybe. But here today, now, when they filmed the reunion show, I'd be surprised if any of those couples are together outside of Johnny and Amy. And if something's happened with Johnny and Amy and maybe they couldn't get on the same, you know, wavelength in regards to children, maybe that destroyed their relationship. But man, (laughs) with all that said, I really dig the show past the pod episodes. I really find it interesting that you have to go on a honeymoon with someone you just met and got engaged to and that you have to move into a place and they put you up in a place in the hometown. I guess that's the one thing that helps this show and maybe the success rate is that nobody has to make a life changing move after they get engaged slash married because they film these seasons in one particular city. I know they did Dallas one season, never saw it. Maybe I'll go back and watch that one just to see the locations that they were living. I'm guessing they put these people in, in apartments in uptown. It's my guess. Uh, I don't even know any of the other cities. I don't think, I think Atlanta might've been one, but I, I don't know. I don't plan on going back and watching past seasons. If I do, it'll just be Dallas just so I can point out, Hey, I've been there or Hey, I've been there. Other than that, I don't need to go back. I do know they have a success rate. There is some couples that have gotten married off this show, have children. So just know that that's the exception, not the rule. And the pod episodes drive me up a wall and I just cannot, I can't take any of these people seriously when one, they're telling multiple people you're my number one. And two, it's just like they're putting on a front and they're telling the other person what they think they want to hear. Because when you get back to the real world, like we've seen with some of these people and you can't agree on things and your night and your nighttime patterns are totally off and different. It's like, yeah, because these people don't know each other. <laughs> of course, why, why are we the least bit surprised that maybe Jimmy and Chelsea don't have great communication skills and Jeremy and Laura are already on the outs because he's got a wandering eye? It's just like, yeah, because she doesn't know him and he doesn't know her. Yet I'm fascinated by the whole thing. I will definitely be a love is blind watcher going forward. I'll save um, American Idol talk for later on uh, this week. So anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Follow me on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review, and you got to hit play. That's the one thing I ask. Downloads going into your feed every morning do not count as downloads anymore. So please, please, please hit play. If you miss an episode, go back and hit play as well. Sports Daily be up in an hour from now. Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!